0: Here we go, broadcasting from Atlanta, Georgia. You are now live from the Midnight Circus. This is Lahamadu, and I got a show for you today. Today, our featured artist is Brad Guitar Wilson. He's got a brand new release out. We'll be listening to tracks from that, and of course, we'll be talking with Brad at the top of the hour. You're not going to want to miss that interview. Now, this is the voice of Indie Blues. This is the show that brings you nothing but currently touring artists who are out there creating new original music rooted in the blues. We embrace the diversity of music that always has and still is being created from those roots. Now, if you get a chance, stop by our website, at MakingAScene.org. We got some great articles, CD reviews, artist interviews, podcasts, and so much more. In the meantime, I have got some great new music I know you're going to love, and some great new artists I can't wait to introduce you to. And of course, I aim to misbehave.
1: me, I'm a dog you cannot tame feed of my lines
2: Purpose. But, uh, until that day, I accept this justice as a gift on my daughter's wedding day.
1: To the core, won't you help me? Yeah, oh, won't you help me? Yeah, Lord, help me. Yeah. Oh, won't you help me? Lay my worries down. Won't you help me
3: This is Grainne Duffy, I'm an indie blues, and you are live from the Midnight Circus.
1: moment you realize, how could there possibly be this many blues?
4: Talking about the awful life you've had Or the way this mean old world is treating you You'd think you were the only one To ever feel so bad The only one that hard luck happens to Well, I had my share of heartache Yeah, I've seen some troubles too You could say I'm well acquainted with the blues Well, I was just like you once Young and full of pride I had the world on my own Private little stray But I ran into some Unexpected detours in the road I lost my way I lost everything No, you ain't got no monopoly On being put down and abused There are others well acquainted With the blues used. See this gray hair at my temples. Look at these worn out old shoes. Oh, you ain't had no hard times and you ain't paid no dues. So just step aside for someone for a you didn't care what I usually do so you bought one for me and another one for you
5: well that
4: was the start of the roller coaster ride we had a lot of lows but we did have some highs, I remember one time I was feeling kind of down you said, see you That was one of those low times, I guess But you sure looked good in that little black dress Seems like we're always at sixes and sevens A match made somewhere other than heaven Some folks pair up like rice and beans But we go together like hot soup and ice cream another struggle I go and do something that gets me in trouble when I ask baby please tell me what I did wrong you say oh it's nothing go and play your silly songs just when I'm all set to serenade you you're running out the door Yes, there's been some kind of change in the weather It's clearer by the minute that this ain't forever At the drop of a hat, we're making a scene Cause we go together like hot soup and ice cream Hot soup and ice cream Maybe you should try being alone for a change I guess he's not the only one We crumpled it up and put it through the shredder It's already dead, but we're killing it deader It's like rowing the Titanic up a tiny mountain stream Cause we go together like hot soup and ice cream the clam chowder, cookies and cream Rocky Road and Navy Bean We go together like hot soup and ice cream Well, we go together like hot soup and ice cream
0: that give you real-world information to help you negotiate the new realities in the music industry and give you the tools you need to move your career to the next level. We bring you new content every day. Makingascene.org is the number one resource for the independent artists and the fans that love them. Head on over and become part of the Indie Revolution.
1: you going
6: scream my name. Make you shout now,
7: honey. make you Make you shout.
0: And now. Here's an indie blues double shot from our featured artist today, Brad Guitar Wilson. And stay tuned for that interview. It comes up right after these songs.
1: and coffee A trail of evidence Leading to a broken heart Torn in two. It Happened so suddenly It took me by surprise
0: from his brand new release and we got Brad on the line right now. Hey Brad, how you doing?
8: Fantastic. Welcome everybody. Nice to spend some time visiting with you.
0: Now it's a pleasure to have you on the show. Now uh, you've been on the show before but we always start things off by giving our fans the opportunity to get to know who you are and the best way to do that is to look at your journey, how you got to where you are today. So give us the story of brad wilson
8: it's really about uh... uh... getting a chance to see some terrific artists in san francisco uh... presented by bill graham presents and then moving to hollywood and getting caught up in uh... the recording industry session guitarists at cherokee studios meeting people involved with television the movie industry, getting my music placed in uh, those two opportunities, and then uh, getting out on the road and uh, playing a lot of clubs and recently branching out to Europe. And all along the way, just really enjoying the art of playing guitar, songwriting, and trying to become a, a better artist.
0: Okay. Now uh you know you had mentioned that you you get placement in TV and movies and that and you know a lot of artists have uh, found that to be kind of a, an interesting um, uh, world to get into, but it's a little different than your normal music industry where you write songs, create a release and and then promote it what what do you find to be the distinct differences between, working within that industry with music as opposed to the music industry where you're out there touring and promoting a a release
8: I believe the uh, television and film industry is more about trying to enhance their product with the right music and lyrics to, to reach their goal which is to support an image or a scene or a character or a product so they're a little less emotional about what they're seeking they're looking at the large picture of what the music is uh, connected to or um married to in the presentation whereas um the fans and myself included are more emotionally involved in the music where we're excited about how it makes us feel and what the lyrics are saying
0: okay now you know i i've have i have heard a lot about you know working within you know that world um one of the things that um is that they'll ask you for music in the style of kind of a thing uh, do you find that happening a lot with when, you know, when you're working in that world?
8: Uh, yes. Uh, I don't try to write specifically for um, their goal, uh, the music supervisor's goal. I only present a variety of snippets or short uh, bits that I think might capture the mood that they're going after. Everything's in uh, many uh, many segments as opposed to a three or four minute song. But absolutely, they are very focused on an enhancement of what they're trying to achieve, and they just look for something that matches and not so much. And it could be the key minor major. It could be the beat. And it could be the overall lyric, but it's never anything that that's that is. I would say uh, again, I have to use the word emotional. It's just so clinical in the sense that they feel that the image that they are looking at, and then they match the music to it.
0: Okay, now let's talk about your new release. Um, if you were to give someone the elevator pitch about this release to get them excited, get them to want to go and, and listen to it, what would you tell them about this?
8: Well, uh, we're on a subject that I'm pretty excited about. Uh, this record was recorded actually right in Hollywood at the uh, near the corner of Hollywood Boulevard and Highland, which is one of the largest intersections at a major recu- recording studio there with Francis Buckley, an incredible... Uh, Engineer producer that uh, was came up with Quincy Jones for so many years uh, with uh, Michael Jackson's Thriller and Alaska, really on some really award winning records. So I was really excited to have him at the uh, control board mixing it. And we took some chances. We did Sunshine of Your Love by Cream. And, you know, as a guitar player, even venturing into Eric Clapton's. Uh, you know when he was in his prime, just ripping. But the song turned out fantastic. So we got "Sunshine and Love" from Cream on there, and the drumming is in, is also incredible. And then we moved to uh, some songs that really surprised me, where we tried a Zydeco beat on a sound, uh, uh, which I hadn't used Zydeco beat before. It's really a cool one. Down to uh, the Twist and Shout is the name of that song, and uh, and then uh, we did the blues classics because live. Um, there's nothing like the stinging sound of a good blues guitar turned up a little bit, overdriven, and the guitar is just ripping, and we went for I'm Ready, which is a Willie Dixon classic, and the lyrics are incredible on it. It was a big hit for Willie Dixon back in the day, but it, the lyrics are just incredible. And then uh, we got off into a Blues Before Sunrise, which is, I don't know, it's just it's been done by a lot of people, but for this one, the band just within one or two takes had just captured the feeling of it. And, and then I did a song that everybody really enjoys. It's a slow blues, but it's got a little bit of a, you know, late night, one or two a.m. bar feel, and it's called uh, I'm Still Breathing.
0: Okay. Now, um, let's talk a little bit about you as a songwriter. Uh, because every songwriter has their own way of tapping into the muse and getting the process going. When you sit down to begin to write, what is your process that gets you moving, gets the juices flowing?
8: Uh, that is always a... Uh, I don't know if it's something that can be just uh, put... Well, you know, uh, I guess there's two things to say on this. Number one is that If you're getting ready to record an album with some stellar musicians, you feel obligated for, you know, at least three months in advance to get out the guitar and start to prepare. I did this album um, in the end of December and the first part of January, so the weather had turned kind of tough and rainy and cold outside, so I was inside a lot with an acoustic guitar, harsh conditions outside, so I Was you know there was you. There's not a lot to do but get the guitar out and write, as opposed to a a beautiful sunny day and you're on your way to the coast. But uh, so the to really, I think the 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 fact is that you know you're going into the studio with some really really talented people like Francis Buckley, Adam Gus, the people on this production team uh, is does get the juices flowing. Know that you're going to be hearing these people. Um, take your songs to a really high level. So from that point of view, I am really excited to bring them something that the musicians can just really get in there and uh, enjoy the playing. And then the other side of it is that you know, along the way, I tend to write down bits, ideas, lyric, you know, maybe a few sentences here and there. And so I have these kind of scraps and this may be even with riffs that. and sometimes i'll even use my phone and i'll catalog them on on the phone and those will come to you out of the blue when you least expect it or it'll just these ideas you have to quickly write them down or record them and then when you sit down with your guitar to start to go to work on something you might have these things um... in there uh, little bits and scraps that can get you started sparks to get the song started and they come to you at all hours uh, and on any day it's just important that you might catalog them and, and and get them down there and i guess in conclusion i would say this is what i tell myself if the riff is really that good um, i'll often be able to remember it uh... even after a week or uh, a couple of months and so if it's a really good riff um, it sticks with me
0: Okay. Now, you know, uh, a lot of songwriters have embraced some of the technology today as tools in their toolbox. Uh, the cell phone for capturing ideas or a home recording studio to lay out structure. What are some of the tools you have found to be indispensable to you as a writer?
8: Honestly, I'm not... Uh, honestly, I'm so... Um, so uh, busy all the time that I don't have not invested into a home recording studio, and um, my friends that are around me, uh, especially uh, one of my best friends, uh, Brian Beale, who plays bass on the album, who lives, you know, like a mile away, has a beautiful, not a beautiful, but he's got a really nice recording set up in one of his rooms in his house. So I've left it to him to have all to be a place where I can demo the songs. This is be the drum machine for the beats and maybe record an idea and put a quick mv3 out and I drive around my pickup and listen to it so he really has all the recording tools. For me I only have you know, my guitars strewn around my living room uh, I've got some amps that I leave set up all the time and um, as I mentioned I do use my cell phone when I'm sitting there practicing if something comes to me but I Mostly, the guys in the band have taken the time and the skills to learn how to use pro tools and engineer and I just kind of lucky enough to stop by their house and record my ideas over there so I'm I'm still just a guy sitting in front of an amplifier with a fantastic Strat or a Les Paul or a Martin or a Taylor guitar and I'm just sitting there uh, trying to come up with stuff and I leave it to my good buddies to record it.
0: Okay. All right. It's fair enough. Now, you know, one of the things I've been uh, investigating and I'm looking into, uh, in fact, I'm writing an article on it now, is some of these AI-based songwriting tools. And now AI is getting a lot of press right now. Uh, you know, the whole thing with the Drake Weekend song they put up on Spotify where they used AI vocals. Uh, to simulate drake singing this song but i'm looking at some of these songwriting tools you know whether they're lyric or melody and i'm finding them to be a great way to eliminate that blank page syndrome where you stare at the blank page and you say okay i gotta at least get started you know get that first thing going or the you know, inspiration—it's almost like working with a collaborator. What do you think of these tools? Do you think that they're that they can be adopted as a uh, inspirational tool, or do you think that they're more of a crutch to someone who's maybe not as good as a writer as 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 a you know a traditional songwriter?
8: Well, uh, I'm excited to uh, what you've just. Uh, said there, Richard, I'm learning as you go, because I really don't know about any of this stuff, but I'm excited to learn about it all, and um, I had so many songs written for this record that I actually have a whole nother record that I'm ready to record, and might even start here by as early as September, so I, I really have a tremendous amount of material uh, and a lot of and you really get excited about your songs, and they're disappointed when they don't get on the record, and you just say, "Oh, I can't wait to record the next record." So for me, i I write a lot of material, and I could write on any given day, and I can write to if somebody said, "You know, let's start writing about you know wolves in the forest or something, and I could just sit down and start writing. So for me, it's very organic. I can have a cup of coffee and start writing. And I have so many songs. However, what you just told me, I'm very excited about. Because I love technology. I'm very excited about the future. Super excited about young people being excited about music and wanting to write. And if they were to come to me and say, Brad, check this out. I did it with AI software and i did it using this kind of stuff and i'd say wow that is so great that you are writing using every single thing that's around you like standing in a garden and looking at all the different colors of the flowers so i encourage the writers to use everything they can and to use whatever technology they come across in a creative way Uh, twist and turn it, bend it, shape it, make it yours, uh, make it uh, creative, whatever the future brings. I personally just sit down with pen and paper and a guitar and churn stuff out and go into the studio and and start recording, but I support uh, all the technology, all the future, and I would not want to get in front of the train coming down the track, so whatever
0: they're bringing i'm with them yeah i you know i I tend to agree with you i don't um you know i'm I'm, you know i'm old but i'm not a dinosaur just yet so you know i i i do like technology and every time i hear about something new i i need to go out and investigate it and i actually read an article about where uh, ed sheeran in an interview said that his last release he did with ai and that one of the songs out of that release was actually completely artificially intelligently written so it wow yeah he he actually challenged his fans to figure out which one it was so uh, i think it's wonderful yeah so you know a lot of the big artists are are utilizing this software to kind of help them uh write good songs now of course you know we all know that songs have uh, you can write the hell out of a song Uh, you got to get to a point where you stop writing and you move it into production and of course it always evolves it evolves in the studio it evolves even after you're done recording it and you take it out on the road it still evolves but you got to get to that point you need to move it from the writing phase into production and every writer has their own way of quantifying that moment uh, what do you do? What is that, that one thing you look for that helps you determine when a song is ready to give to the band and the producer and, and move it into the studio, into the production phase?
8: Uh, that is a great question. Let me think for a second. I, You know, the as a writer, I'm constantly letting the... Um, You know, the world just seep in and give me tips and direction. I really enjoy it when I'm uh, in the studio or demoing it or working with anybody in the team and they have ideas. Uh, I, I get really close to the songs and I write a lot of songs. And sometimes the drummer contains the groove up, really knocked out with it. Um the uh, engineer producer on this one Francis was saying, I think you can still go farther with the lyrics on a chorus, uh, do another rewrite. I really try to be open to people's criticism of saying, you know, try this, you can do better, uh, maybe take you know, what do you think about this and maybe we do the change it up a little bit here. So I really welcome sharing my song with the people that are going to be working it on with me whether they be the musicians or the engineering team uh... i want to hear their input because i'm i love their ideas that the fact that well this is the way they're seeing it and this is the way they're hearing it and i'm always like wow that is a cool idea let's let's shape it like that as far as taking it out into uh... On stage, so people can enjoy it and, in most cases, dance to it. Um, that is, uh, it's really about the groove. The groove is king, and so I'm listening to the beat and the bass. And uh, ultimately, if we're going to make any changes from the studio to the show, it's going to be about the groove. is slightly got to be modified a bit from what I was feeling because sometimes you write the song, you go right into the studio. And then after you live with it for a while, as you just pointed out, uh, it kind of, kind of shapes itself and what the difference between a studio rendition of it or the onstage rendition where it kind of has developed over a period of time. A friend of mine, Michael McDonald, that I've known for years sometimes, had told me sometimes it can take him several years for the song to actually get to where it is on stage where he's just, where the band is really, really comfortable with it, but, um, you know, you play these songs in the shows, and after a while, the set list starts to just melt into what works and what doesn't work, and as much as I can be in love with a song, either in the recording studio or at the rehearsals, ultimately, the show ends up having a life of its own, and the songs that are best fitted for shows just seem to surface those are the ones in the show even though i may be crazy about something that i recorded but the songs have a life of their own and often when we're recording we we're trying to record the song and make it into something but then everybody in the room is listening back and we all say the same thing let the song tell us and take us where it wants to go so you have to say, you know what, this this is where the song wants to go on its own, and you just let it happen. Because if you try to force the song and and make these kind of dramatic decisions that do not adhere to what the, the song itself is taking you, because the song will tell you where it wants to go.
0: Okay. Now, um let's talk about going into the studio because that is another art form Uh, creating the sound the identity the the vibe of a song is is something that every artist has their way of doing or working in that environment of the studio to help capture what they're looking for Um, when you get in that environment in the studio what is your working process that helps you capture what you're looking for in a song and, and sound?
8: Uh, I think the most important thing is being a very, very professional. And usually the sessions are starting um, in the late morning um, and running, the most part, during the daytime. Everybody's rested. Very professional. There may be a, A short break for uh, lunch, often everyone brings what they want. Some people don't like to eat because it bogs them down. Sessions are usually about eight hours long. Um, Fatigue sets in after a while where diminished returns after long hours. Um, The most important thing is everybody is really rested, professional. No drugs or alcohol. Everybody is focused. Equipment's in excellent condition. Everybody is uh, working as a team, a lot of communication. Of course, everyone's on headphones. A lot of things are baffled off. I'm in an ISO booth communicating through a phone, through headphones. And so the process is uh, everybody is a team, but at the same time, uh, efficiency is very, very important. We're moving through material uh, after uh, usually the producer is calling how many takes we're doing after, you know, maybe one to three takes. He feels that he's got what he, he or she feels what they've got. Uh, it is, 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 feels good because the musicians are sometimes a little bit isolated in terms of that's the take, that's the groove, that's the feel. We're always going in with a roadmap, which has the beats per minute, the tempo established way in advance. We have the ar- arrangement established way in advance. Uh, every um we I am recutting scratch vocals and scratch lead guitar, but at the same time, I know I'm gonna come back in the studio by myself and do a lot of that stuff. Uh, however, most of the band is cutting keeper tracks, uh, which they're paid to do, so the drummer bass keyboards, you know that's their day, that's their shot. We're what they do is going on to the record because of the cost of recording. And the uh, and and they're being paid to work like craftsmen. So, you know, for the studio, for me, is a very professional experience, um, and um, it's gratifying after the session to hear my songs come to life. I'm just absolutely, um, you know, so so excited to hear something that I've written uh, have these professional musicians bring it to. Uh, the point of where I can drive home listening to it and uh, it's really really exciting to have these talented players bring your song to life and they're extremely good at what they do so I listen I let them for the most part uh, do what they do a great drummer is a great drummer I'm not going to get in there and tell him, you know do this and that same with the bass the same with the keyboard player And same with the producer. So these people are really good at what they do and you should let them do what they do. But uh, the studio for me is rested, arrive after breakfast, and work like anybody else would do it.
0: (laughs) Okay. Now, um, tell me a little bit about the lineup. Who's playing on this?
8: This record is it has got the wow factor for me. First of all, Adam Gust, who's a world-class drummer out of Los Angeles, is the contractor and brought in um, the the musicians for me um, and so there is a few different musicians on here uh, that are you know just absolutely knockout but uh for example I got Hal Cregan and Brian Beale on the bass uh I've got uh, the incredible uh, Chris uh uh, rhyme on um, the keyboards. Who worked with Santana a lot, and then I got some great background girl singers. Came in um, Deb Jacobs from um, the Netherlands, Kiki Well uh, from Monterey, California, and um, the engineers are super. You got Peter Wolf and uh, Francis Buckley. So I was. Just, it, what, what was so great was that I was doing this album during the Christmas holidays into the first couple of weeks of the new year and everybody was off the road everybody was home and everybody was available for this and so i was able to pull together just an outstanding team and this album lovers before sunrise and i know everybody always says that but this one lovers before sunrise i really feel it's my best record it's fourteen songs knockouts
0: nice okay Now. Um you're working with Betsy Brown from Blind Raccoon to get, you know, do your PR and radio. Tell me a little bit about that relationship.
8: Uh, this is my second uh, project with uh, the very famous and uh, the very wonderful uh, Betsy Brown and her company, uh, Blind Raccoon, and the team she has put together in Memphis. Um, what can I say? Uh, Betsy is. Extremely good at what she does. Her communication skills are excellent. I think one of the things that amazes me about Betsy not only does she um, make it happen for your record and give everybody um, the record so they can listen to it and to make their own decision about whether they want to play it or not on their show, but uh, the thing that amazes me about Betsy is that you know i I get. I communicate with her almost any hour, seven days a week. and, I, and she has a lot of stars, uh, a buddy guy and so many other stars that she works with. And she makes the time for you. And you know, something'll be going on. I fire off an email to her. It's Sunday night. it's you know Friday morning, and something's going on. I got to find out, I got to get an answer. and bam. Boom! The answer comes right back. She is so on her game and so professional and so nice to work with and so polite whenever and when she's representing you. And gosh, it's uh, this is my second record. We went to number one with the last one, Brad Guitar Wilson, that came out uh, in uh, June of 2022. And it did take her very long. And we went to Roots Music. Report uh, number one record uh, and number one single. She contacted me July 4th last year and she said, I got good news for you. We're we're number one uh, for your genre, which is guitar music, blues rock. And uh, we did some good stuff worldwide with the UK independent broadcasters and also in Australia. So the only thing I can say about uh, Betsy Brown is that I just am thrilled to work with her. I think she might be the best in the business.
0: Okay. Now, um, let's talk about the industry uh, a little bit. Um, Over the last 25 years, I mean, the digital revolution has redefined the industry several times over. and, And the elephant in the room that we all have to deal with right now is the fact that the consumer has embraced streaming as the way to consume music. And let's face it, as a consumer, it's a win-win. You know, for $11 of whatever a month, you have access to everything that's been recorded in the last 100 years. You don't have to store it. You don't have to, you know, clog up your phone with it. Uh, you don't have to download it. It's just there at the flick of a finger. Uh, the problem is, is that it has devalued recorded music. It's no longer looked at as a product, to purchase any anymore. Nobody buys recorded music. It's all this rental thing now. Um, how has this shift in perception affected you as an artist?
8: Well, uh, gosh, I think uh, myself and everyone included, uh, it's been a huge loss of income. I mean, my gosh, the the it's just revolutionized It's a double-edged sword. You don't make uh, as much money off of recorded music, which is very, very disappointing. Uh, But the exposure for an independent artist has been just a thousand times greater. Before you had to go through the record companies and their... Corporate radio and they're limited um, because they were limited by the high cost of, the, of trying to um, present an artist. So there was only so many artists that could be presented by the labels and by radio and uh, and, and to the world, whether it be through print or any other media. But in exchange, we lost um, we lost a lot of revenue uh, and which is really important especially when it comes to radio play um, I'm a BMI writer and publisher uh, but the my exposure to the world on a worldwide basis and I'm going to be in Europe for three weeks I leave next week for um, three weeks of shows in Europe, Belgium the Netherlands uh, and I'm going back in October. I'm going to be in Australia in December. And what changed was that I have access to the world through both the social media, through internet, through streaming platforms. And it went from me trying to pitch Universal Records in Hollywood to me having my own record company and uh, me being able to be in contact with people all over the world, whether it be in radio, whether it be in booking, and I feel that it's a really a wonderful thing for me, and I know we're talking about streaming, whether it be Spotify, Apple, Pandora and the many other ones that there are, but for me it's I just feel owning my own record company and being in an independent business person allowing me to directly access the world as opposed to trying to go through hollywood or nashville i'm kind of happy about the way everything's going i wish the revenue thing would change where spotify would pay more per uh, as you pointed out renting renting the songs for their subscription service but um... I, i don't know if i can control that in my lifetime but I do know I look at the world as one marketplace now, as opposed to when I was in Hollywood and I was looking at just focusing on the United States.
0: Okay. Well, you know, uh, if you look at, at, at streaming and that revenue stream that we get, it's not really a sustainable business model. Um, it is really kind of skewed away from the independent artist to the point that it's almost impossible for an independent artist to release a full, you know, uh, music release of, you know, multiple songs and recoup that investment. It's, it's just not in the cards. Um, and we really need to change that dynamic. And there are some technology that is, that is coming down the pike that's actually not even coming down, it's actually here that promises to change how the music industry operates. Um, one of them is they have these new streaming services that are based on the blockchain, which is that technology that secures cryptocurrency. And the whole idea around cryptocurrency is that it is decentralized in other words no bank no country no company can control that particular cryptocurrency it's controlled by the market so with that in mind these streaming services are adopting that kind of of uh, model in that nobody can own the streaming service it's owned by the fans and by the artist and they're claiming that they can pay up to 80 percent of the incoming revenue back to the artist again Uh, one of these is of course audius uh, there's emanate there's uh, audio locks uh, and there's more and more of them being developed uh, you know almost weekly Um, what do you think of that as a potential for the future of of the industry because we know streaming has to evolve it has to change we can't continue because it's not as like i said it's not a sustainable model currently so we need to create something that will not only sustain the industry but also give incentives for people to come up and and to create new music uh and and record it so what do you think of that technology
8: well I'm not aware of it, but I really like what you just described. I think it's fantastic. I, I, I'm excited that uh, someone like yourself that is at a crossroads of um, of the music industry in touch with so many people, um, I think it's fantastic that you're aware of that and you're uh, letting other people be aware of it, like myself. I'm thrilled to learn about it. Uh, I don't know about it, but I'm thrilled to learn it. I'm very supportive of what you just uh, outlined, that business model. Very supportive of it. I think that when I, I remember when um, the I've seen the evolution of the music industry move very fast from um, CD to uh, digital, from digital to streaming, and now streaming to what possibly would be the next uh, development. Uh, I think that the music industry changes. In lightning speed, from where from vinyl to CD to digital, in a very short time. So I believe that what you're describing as the current streaming business models, which are not sustainable and not do not pay the artists the uh, correct amount of money for their work, uh, I think that that they will evolve very quickly and into these other services that you're just describing, things change super fast in the music industry. You've got to be really agile, and I believe what you just described is going to really knock back these current streaming models like Spotify and and Apple and some of these other companies that do not pay the correct amount of money uh, and have a monopoly on the marketplace. I'm rooting for these companies that you just mentioned. I'm cheering for the artists. I understand that the artists are not getting paid the correct amount. Uh gosh, uh years ago the artists were almost getting like ninety eight cents a spin on on radio and so this these your your checks that you were getting for your songs uh were were enough to uh, sustain your business. So uh, that has been completely eroded. Where the only thing an artist can do is to go out and perform, which is very grueling, affects your health, it costs a lot of money, and so every time the artist turns around to try to do something, they take away the the artwork, and it's really, really unfortunate. Uh, so I'm supporting what you just outlined. I like what you just said, and I'm hoping that more people like yourself spread the word about these companies.
0: And you know, and there's, I mean, there's a lot actually happening. Um, There's this other company. Now, you may find this interesting. There's this other company called Royal.io. And what they allow you to do is create these NFTs, these non fungible tokens. And they represent a small portion of either your streaming royalty or your publishing royalty, whatever it may be. And one of the rap artists, Nas, did this. And he took two songs and he created enough of these NFTs to cover one half of the royalties on the two songs on his latest release. And he sold it to his fan base. And he was able to raise almost $600,000 of upfront income. And on top of that, he now had over 3,000 fans that, that had an economic interest in making sure that his music is streamed. And then you add in the fact that these things are based on these, what they call smart contracts. And the NFTs get traded and bought and sold on this open market. So each time someone decides that they're going to resell their NFT, Nas will get a commission on the resell resell uh, amount. Uh in perpetuity forever so it's it's an interesting prospect where you can actually sell a piece of or stock in a song you know what I mean where artists can now go to their fan base and use them as almost their record company I mean because let's face it you know what do record companies take when they you know when you sign with them well they want your publishing they want your streaming royalties. Well, you know what? Sell it to your fan base. You know, and get it that way.
8: No, I think that's brilliant. Yeah, that's a brilliant, modern, a uh, futuristic approach to uh, to making music. And it's because the cell phone and the ability to communicate directly to your audience is is becoming better and better all the time the the artist and the fans more closely connected Uh, i i love that what you just described is is futuristic and it's brilliant
0: yeah i i I really found it interesting and i you know i have uh, like i said i've written a bunch of articles on it and it just the more i look into it the more i see that the industry is moving towards that direction a lot of artists like Katy perry and jason derillo and nas and Pusha t and uh are all exploring these avenues and saying you know this is cool and and you know making something out of that um you know when we had the pandemic everyone ran to the internet started to create content whether it was live streaming uh, that was kind of the first thing and Then they started creating, you know, uh, music videos and then they, you know, showing, you know, life as a musician on lockdown, you know, feeding chickens, babies, kittens, whatever it may be. And and the fans really kind of gravitated to that and content creation became really important to the independent artists and social media became our broadcast network. Uh, where we had access to a worldwide fan base. What are some of the things that you are doing with social media and content that's helping you promote this new release and staying connected to your fan base?
8: Well, I guess I'm uh, I'm not near as advanced as so many people are, but I understand the goal of being your fan, being able to uh, connect with you directly, worldwide. This makes sense, and a lot of what you've said in the last uh, bit here is based on the artist and the fan being connected instantly. So for me, uh, I'm limited to the... mostly to... um, the traditional platforms, which would be um, uh, Facebook and Instagram, at Twitter and uh, my website. So, but I think that what's important and what you're describing and what is happening is that fans want to be able to, uh, and as you pointed out, they actually enjoy being a part of your day to day life. And what's going on with you and feel that at any given moment they can uh send you um respond to a video or a image that you put up or a song and feel that you know what i can get a hold of brad i can you know ask him a question so uh i for me it's i do have my cell phone with me all the time i am people do text me and I do check my social media pages, and I understand well, that well. People want to be able to um, they to get to know you, and uh, they either see you at the show or um, they get to know a little bit about you from your um, you know what's going on with you, and they and and it's important that they feel that they know you a little bit and so I try to let people uh, know that this is this is the way I am uh, all the time and uh, if I put some posts up and I most most artists do that you're trying to be in the same room with them in the same club with them on the same street with them same airport with them everybody's uh, it's a level playing field we're all in this together
0: okay well you know i i really appreciate you coming on the show it's always a pleasure to talk with you and uh we're going to give everyone out there an indie blues double shot from your new release you guys are going to love this you know what
1: off in the clouds again even on a rainy day feet off the ground floating around smiling thanking Yeah, yeah, what I want to say to, say to, say to, tell, to tell you how i feel, feel. i can only Way off the charts, oh, your are my blues. You're my work of art. My shudder angel ranger, is putting up a fight. Will my, well, my shadow ever now, tell me.
0: that give you real-world information to help you negotiate the new realities in the music industry and give you the tools you need to move your career to the next level. We bring you new content every day. Makingascene.org is the number one resource for the independent artists and the fans that love them. Head on over and become part of the Indie Revolution.
9: Shout now on it, no make you shout, make you shout Make you (laughs) shop. No matter what color creed, rhyme or race I said blues is all inclusive a race Just for me, my people, that's one race. And that one race is already one. That's human race.
6: Night Flyer! I'm on the way To an interview in D.C. To a a TV anchor Who really weighs in the most Talking trash all the time Man, listen Woman, listen, listen, y'all I got business to take care of You here! Have-
10: Republican Just trying to be Republican Not a Democrat Not a Republican
9: Just trying to be A Republican
10: It ought to be you. Maybe it's a whistleblower singing political blues. Political blues. What I need to do Just reach out and touch people
1: Just like me and you I need to remove myself Plumb on out of the way And let love come on to you Every single
2: I'm
11: Fixed on me, I was styling for the Lord Yeah, styling for the Lord God knows I was dressed, too impressed Styling and profiling for the Lord Deacon Johnson stood up, raised a beautiful prayer Prayed that devil right on out of here Then came the preacher in his robe of white Preaching about Isaiah and the Israelites, they were praying and a preaching. Yeah, praying and a preaching. They went on and on and on and on, styling and profiling for the Lord. And proud Gonna get the money from this dressed up crowd They were singing and collecting. Singing and, yes. collecting singing and collecting Singing and collecting and on and on and on and on Smiling and profiling for the Lord Then the benediction Amen, Amen. 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 But I couldn't go out the way that I came in were sore and swollen as well the devil had damned my feet to hell i sat in my own pew the crowd went outside then i hobbled and i hobbled back on up the aisle the way my feet hurt was truly a sin my vanity had let that devil in those 3 hour shoes three-hour yeah shows. it was my 3 hour shoes 3 hour shoes shows. that's what i get for dressing to impress Styling and profiling for the Lord The moral of the story is in the Bible verse You cannot serve your vanity first It's if you can't get to heaven with material things Like cars and clothes and diamond rings Or those three-hour shoes Three-hour shoes Those three-hour shoes Saving, my soul does too. The devil is wearing them three-hour shoes. My soul's needed saving. My soul does too. The devil is wearing them three-hour shoes. The insanity of vanity has no reward. Give up styling and profiling for the Lord. Ah.
12: This morning, a oh, please man, my lovin', my lovin' spoonful, you know, I just got to have my lovin' spoonful. My baby packed his suitcase and he went away, I couldn't make him stay for my lovin' spoonful, my loving spoonful. I just got to have my loving school in the pulpit, it up and down, ladies' Bible down for his lovin', my, my lovin' spoonful. spoonful. I just got to have my lovin' spoonful. You can bring me whiskey, you can bring me tea, nothing satisfies me like my lovin' spoonful. I I just got to have my loving spot Please, man, my loving, my loving spoonful. Yeah, I just got to have my loving spoonful. Everybody.
9: Right, that's a good idea.
0: Here's the blues scale.
1: Now you sing it with me. Breathe. Now let's try it like this.
2: you know have you heard the latest
1: gossip all the buzz has anybody told you i moved on and i don't miss you at all it's so easy can't you see that we're just not meant to be has anybody told you i'm doing just fine all by myself I only cried in my beard just a few times Never nice like some vodka and a bottle of wine Can't fix real quick, get you off of my mind Has anybody told you I'm doing just fine? Has anybody told you? What a shame that I don't recall your name Has anybody told you That I never lost one minute of sleep over you Listen up to what they say the way it load And I'll tell you, mama, like, lonely she got a heavy heart, ain't do too good. Oh, this world is trying We're burning It dies Lord. this world is burning So let's try to be the kind of man who would leave a good girl alone.
12: When it all falls apart
1: Me alone. And the best thing was your beloved baby. Yes, it was.
2: Gone for too long. Time for me coming home. You're the girl I hate the lose, Back in my town, that. Oh, I miss my old town, I'll be there for the sun go down to the girl who love is true back in my town, Ben
0: its diversity, and I think you're going to love this.
7: I'm wondering how you set my soul on fire, but if you play with matches, you're just bound to get burned. Know that a fool will never learns see that a fool
2: Shows, curl up in a duvet, maybe even draw up a bath and see where the night takes you. That sounds real nice.
1: The living proof we're all supposed to trust what's on the news. It's full of bias every day, feeding us with games to play, never knowing where to see the truth. And all the games from people we don't know their names. Tell me, is it all? With all your thought out lies We're totally crazy to believe And forcing us to deceive our brothers Now you say we should despise You bought the TV and the press Putting us all to the test Illusions throwing us into chaos Maybe more should all die Or over-tortured buddies crying Won't you cause the lives of we're lost? desire. Memories flood his mind's eye like pictures in a magazine. When he dreams
0: That's my show for tonight. I hope you enjoyed yourself. I hope you heard some artists that you didn't know about and enjoyed some artists that you did. And remember, all of these artists that I played on this show are out there right now, touring and creating new original music rooted in the blues. If you want to keep the blues alive, you have to support the artists who are out there creating that new music. Because it is a living art form that is being performed every single night somewhere in the world. So if you get a chance, stop by our website at makingthescene.org. You can find out about some great new artists. And the ones that we played on this show tonight, head them to your playlist. And you can discover them on our website. So, till next time, this is Lahamadou. Tech, out of here.
7: they Baby,
5: just gone away. Back to things, never gone with my friend. they gone, lost my dog, I'm alone. Just fought somebody. I he mean, found it funny. I got knocked in the head, man. My friend's not lying, he'll think I'm dead. Don't drink for the